This is Bill Messerly with St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, bringing you a special Frontline of Hope update with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus, for Thursday, June 18th, 2020. Welcome, Your Excellency. Thank you. Good to be talking with you. You know, yesterday we had an opportunity to talk about the upcoming feast day for the Sacred Heart, and I was deeply touched by the love in which you were speaking about the love of Jesus Christ and how he was reaching out to us, and that this feast day is a celebration of that pierced heart on the cross where he humbled himself and he emptied everything for us. Precisely. And, you know, it's this isn't about... Um, you know, the warm fuzzies. This isn't about um, a feel-good kind of a day. This kind of love of Jesus is is, is a very real, um, self-giving kind of a love. So what we celebrate tomorrow is something very, very serious, Be- beautiful, joyful in the sense of, um, isn't it great being loved? But um, but the recognition of the of this kind of love of Jesus Christ is something that we have to step back and, uh, you know, it's, it, to use a current expression, it's sort of like a jaw break, jaw dropping kind of realization. I agree with that. And, and, uh, this feast of the sacred heart is coupled with, uh, what Pope, um, Pope John Paul II and now Pope Francis have asked the clergy to do, and this is a day set aside for the sanctification of the clergy, and I know that you have some plans with your fellow priest. That's right, that's right. So, indeed, it is that day of uh, prayer for the sanctification of priests, and so they've asked that of us as priests, but also they're asking all of you, all of the faithful, and thank you to everybody who's listening by way of St. Gabriel Radio, I know you're in on this, to pray for the sanctification of priests, so that we might be holy, that we might be faithful, that we might be courageous, um, that we might be the true and effective instruments of that love, that self-giving love of Jesus Christ. You know, we are, our ministry, our work is so tied with the Eucharist, and so our lives need to be tied deeply with that self-gift of Jesus Christ. So that's not going to happen through our efforts. Of course, we prepare men at the seminary, and there's all kinds of formation, human, pastoral, intellectual, and spiritual. But really, it's the work that—it's like the farmer sowing the seed, putting the seed in the ground, but God's doing the work underneath. And that's something that's ongoing. So we know we need— constant prayer we need constant help from god um and so tomorrow is a day for us to pray for that but for the whole church really to ask that grace so that we can even improve where we need to improve you know um the uh and 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 traditionally it's interesting because that's part and parcel for us as priests but we talk about the sacred heart um the devotion to the sacred heart has a, an element of reparation involved. So it's really, um, it's a solemnity, so it's not exactly a day of penance, but it is somewhat penitential. And the image I have when I talk about reparation is that moment where Peter was in the boat with Jesus and makes that large catch of fish at hearing what Jesus said. And all of a sudden, Peter realizes where he is and before whom he's standing. And he goes, Leave me, Lord, I'm a sinful man. Mm. It's like that's what came out of his mouth. It, it's not it, it's not reparation, beat up yourself because you're so awful, but in the face of such 
love in the face of such powerful, powerful love, how can we not be conscious and uh, of our own need for repentance, our own need for growth, change, healing, and forgiveness? In the face of that powerful, powerful love, you, you know, we talked earlier in the week about that image of the Sacred Heart being open. And, and vulnerable. God makes himself vulnerable. Well, guess what happens when God makes himself vulnerable? Sometimes he's ignored. Sometimes he's blasphemed. Sometimes he's taken advantage of, just, you know, he'll always be there. Become forgetful or negligent. So, so people of faith can become forgetful and negligent, but people of the world can actually become quite cruel. And... And so one of the one of the p- big part of that devotion of the Sacred Heart is that sense of reparation. First of all, saying to God, "Oh man, I'm standing in the presence of great holiness and powerful, powerful love in the heart of Jesus." But in that recognition, realizing just how much we're loved, and because we're loved that much, we want to we we want to cast aside any ounce of sin any trace of sin because because we're so loved you, you you just you don't want that to be part of your life anymore but also because you're so loved by Christ you also want him to be loved by the world and so there is that sense of reparation not in a beat yourself up kind of a way but in a reaction of being so beautifully loved and and realizing that need for penance in our lives and the root of reparation is repair. Repair, right. And, you know, part of reparation, it's, it's the repairing that relationship with God. And, you know, we, we pray in the Our Father, today's gospel is the Our Father, hallowed be thy name. Well, God doesn't need us to make his name holy. But what it's saying is, God, you really place yourself out there for us by letting us know your name by making yourself so accessible to us. Um, please let nothing, let me never do anything and let no one do anything that takes advantage of that. And we're sorry for those times that that's happened in our society. Um, and uh, we, we, we offer you uh, the, our profound sorrow in, 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 uh, in union with you um, because we so appreciate the gift of your availability, your closeness to us, and we never want to take that for granted. And we never want to see somebody else do that to you. You know, we talked yesterday about enthroning our homes to the Sacred Heart of Jesus and going to welcomehisheart.com. In the enthronement process, uh, a few of the statements that are made in the prayers call on family members to consider where they have um, led a life that's um, not a life of love and to repair that with those within the house. Isn't it important for us to repair not so much always the systematic things, but the real sin that we face person to person. Indeed. Indeed. So, uh, you know, the restoration, the repairing of relationships. With whom do I need to be reconciled? With whom do I need to take a step toward reconciliation? You know, this in, in, in Pope uh, uh, Benedict's um, essay, on uh, the Lord's Prayer in his Jesus of Nazareth books. He's, he quotes uh, the now canonized St. John Henry Newman, Newman, who said, Nobody knows better 
the hard work of reconciliation than God. Nobody knows better. He, he said, when God wanted to create the world, reading Genesis, he did so with the metaphorical snap of a finger, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Let there be light, and there was light. When it came to redeeming, when it came to forgiving humanity, it meant rolling up the metaphorical sleeves and entering into the messiness of our lives. It meant dying on the cross. Nobody knows better the hard work of reconciliation, even especially in his case where it's you know you're, you're not you're not the one who did the harm, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the the hard work of forgiveness better than he. And I think because of that, the Lord can be incredibly, incredibly patient with us. He knows that sometimes it's hard to let go of some of those wounds. Um, and that some of those wounds, like we're talking today a lot about the wounds of racism, really need uh, true reconciliation means also making changes, mm-hmm. you know, addressing the problems, listening to the pain and and, and the wounds of other people. But anyway, um, we... Jesus knows, God knows the hard work that's involved in reconciliation. He can be patient, but he never wants us to stop at it, to stop trying, you know? It doesn't mean sit there and fester over the wounds. It means letting letting God be God, letting God you know, help you uh, to take maybe a little step at a time to... To, to 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 heal the wound within so that you can forgive somebody else. And, you know, that reminds me, I said this at the Sacred Heart uh, convention, uh, Convocation. You know, sometimes people will say, well, you know, I can't forgive myself for something. I can't forgive myself. And my answer, it's kind of, <laughs> it, it, sounds, it sounds a little odd, but my answer is so odd. So odd. You can't forgive yourself. You don't have to. God forgives you. What you have to do is let God be God. And if you let God be God, that's, that's, it's making an act of faith. It's saying, God wants to forgive you, so let God do what God wants to do. Let him forgive you. And then you might find that you can forgive yourself, or at least you can accept, accept his forgiveness. Um, we put a lot, and, and don't get me wrong, the psychological is really important. The psychological healing is important. But it's it's not forgiveness isn't just a psychological exercise forgiveness is really letting god be god and if we let god be god then you know what our hearts will be transformed and we might find ourselves capable of doing things we weren't ready to do before um or things that we couldn't imagine would be possible you're listening to bishop brennan as he talks about the sacred loving heart of jesus the feast day tomorrow the Feast Day for the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And it's also a day where you'll be spending some time with your fellow priests talking about priests with the heart of Christ. Priests with the heart of Christ, exactly. So tomorrow the priest, uh, again, oh man, (laughs) trying, right? So I was convinced that on Holy Thursday that when we couldn't gather for the Chrism Mass during Holy Week and renew our priestly vows, we would be able to get together for the Feast of the Sacred Heart, and, and it would be a great day for fraternity, a little bit of a, you know, a cookout or something like that, and just being together and praying together. Well, <laughs> we're still not quite there yet, and uh, we can't leave anyone out. So we are going to have the equivalent of a Zoom conference, that kind of a prayer. We'll pray Vespers tomorrow evening. Um, one of our priests, Monsignor Lane, who is one of the pioneers of St. Gabriel Radio, uh, 
mm-hmm. will be um, preaching a homily. I had hoped he would get, lead us in a day of recollection on the Christmas. I had hoped he'd be able to lead us in a day of recollection tomorrow. Well, it, he's been reduced to giving a homily at Vespers on Zoom. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, he's but good I enough, it'll a, make sense. <laughs> he, he's good enough that I think he'll touch the hearts of our priest. We'll pray the priest. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to celebrate the, um, the major jubilees. We have a few priests who have been um, ordained 25 years this year. Um, some celebrating 50, um, even 60 and beyond. Bishop Griffin is 60. Bishop Campbell is 40. So hopefully we'll be able to um, recognize the priests who've served a number of years here. And even if we don't formally recommit ourselves as we would at the Chrism Mass and if we were together, somehow to make that commitment ourselves. Um, the priests have been reflecting this week on the letter that Pope Francis wrote us back in August about John Vianney on the Feast of St. John Vianney. Um, he spoke about, uh, we, actually, we, it was summarized for us with uh, five themes, um, um, gratitude, mercy, compassion, vigilance, and courage. But if I could just focus in on compassion. We talked about the first two the other day. The Pope says, thank you to the priest. Thank you for the times when, with great emotion, you embraced sinners, healed wounds, warmed hearts, and showed the tenderness and compassion of the Good Samaritan. Nothing is more necessary than this accessibility, closeness, readiness to draw near to the flesh of our suffering brothers and sisters. How powerful an example of a priest who makes himself present and does not flee the wounds of his brothers and sisters. It mirrors the heart of, the, of a shepherd who has developed a spiritual taste for being one with his people. So that's our prayer for our priest to tomorrow, that, for that kind of compassion, the compassion of the heart of Jesus Christ. That is so, so powerful. Priest with the Heart of Christ, uh, the topic that you'll be discussing tomorrow, Friday, uh, on the Solemnity Feast of the Sacred Heart. It's all about the heart, and it's all about Jesus' heart, his uh, approachability, his desire to be with us, to show that love. And the only real response to love is love, isn't it, Bishop Brennan? That's exactly it, and and that's that's it. And when we talk about a reparation or when we talk about uh, the sanctification of priests, that's what it is. It's It's... The response to being loved, the response is love. Well, uh, Bishop Brennan, can you close us with a prayer? Sure. Uh, on this eve of the uh, um, Sacred Heart, there there is a vigil mass set for tonight, but uh, not uh, you know the setting for a vigil mass, I should say, in the in the order of the church. But there is the, today's reading happens to be the Our Father, the Lord teaching us to pray. And so, why don't we pray precisely as Jesus taught us? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. And may Almighty God bless all of you and all of your families. May he fill you with the knowledge of his love and compassion for you. And may you always know his loving presence in your lives. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Bishop Brennan, thank you so many, uh, so much for all your words over these last few days, but especially the last couple of days when you speak about the heart of Christ, you speak with such depth and love. May we all pray for our bishop, we pray for our priest, and we thank God for the sacrifices they make to bring Christ to all of us in person through the Eucharist and the sacraments. And now we rejoin our regularly scheduled programming already in progress. <laughs> 